TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. It's a big week for the Black Pumas from Austin, Texas, because they have a new song that just dropped. And then Adrian Casada of the Pumas has a show this weekend at, what do they call it? The Del Stage at Oh, sorry. Hold on. I didn't have your microphone on. I guess if we want to have you on, we should turn your microphone on. The Dell stage at the Long Center. Center, Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so we invited him on. And Adrian, what's up, man? So good to see you. How you doing? Happy to be here. Nice to have you. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's been a hot minute. So uh, now he has a little side project. Uh, You know, Adrian's been doing this for a really long time and is well known in the industry as one of the greatest producers all right, let's just start from the beginning. All right, let me see if I got this story right, because it's been told in different ways. So, you know, you are, all right, let's just go with your history. You grew up in the Valley, right, L- in Laredo? Laredo, which is technically not the Valley. Oh, break well, this no, down. You know, I didn't know at first. I thought I was from the Valley. Yeah. And then somebody was like, no, the Valley is an actual Valley-ish. Like, it's same same culture, same kind of, same idea, but it's not technically the Valley. Oh, okay. not to be not to be here. No, I'm glad you police, brought that up. Valley right. Police, yeah, yeah. The, the Valley Police. Bro. Uh-huh. I should have known that. So I'm from Laredo, Texas. Yeah. yeah, Laredo. Now, did you think Laredo was in the Valley, Alex? Uh, yeah. Everybody I, does, Literally, yeah. I just mm-hmm. I'm like, oh well, I should have known yeah. that. Check that on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Adrian. <laughs> so <laughs> then you moved to Austin to go to UT, right? That's right. Yeah. And you studied what? Art history. I mean art history. Art. Art. Okay. Yeah. That's what you Studio wanted to do. I was a I was originally a painter, yeah. I mean, I was already doing music, but I came to get an art degree. And do you still no. paint? No, oh, no, not no. at all. I'll tell you the fastest version of this story, and it's a true story. Uh, I was already starting to play in bands and like get really into the music scene when I was in school, and I was halfway to getting my degree, and I want—I just wanted a degree at that point. Um, I didn't want to start a new, you know, another four years in school, but uh, I was really already into music. And the last day of school, somebody broke into my locker and stole all my art supplies. Oh, oh dude. my god! And I never painted again. I swear to God, I just really. Like, We'll open one day, like last day of school was like, oh, wow, somebody got my stuff out. Asked my teachers and they were like, we can't get into your locker. Then I figured out somebody broke in, stole everything, and I never did it again. I was like, that's it. It's not doing it again. Wow. Do you feel like that was kind of a blessing in disguise? Kind of, kind of yeah. Yeah. So you have kids, right? Yeah. What are their ages? Uh, 17 and 13. Okay. So when they were little, like I have kids that are eight and six and a couple years ago, you know, they would draw and then they'd say like, dad, draw this for me. And then they're like, that doesn't look like it. When you would draw something for your kids where they'd be like, damn dad, you're so good. What? No, they're actually better at it than me. Really? So they're just like, what is this whack little art that you're doing? Look at our, <laughs> look at our stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of a room divided. I don't know if you know this or not, but when we hired Audrey, we were so overwhelmed and, and enamored with her that we overlooked the fact that she went to OU. So we there, sooner. there's Uh-oh. a house. If I get this, Adrian. Okay. So she went to OU. Her brother went to UT and her dad went to OSU. Wow. Can you imagine that dynamic? That's why my parents got divorced. I okay. Think. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> my mom that'll went to it. OU too. 
So while you were here, you really got into the music scene Mm -hmm. and you were in a lot of projects, but the most popular, the one that really kind of put you on the map was with Grupo Fantasma, Mm -hmm. which is one of my favorites. Oh, thank you. To this day, I love those guys. I mean, not the same since you left, but (laughs) (laughs) so, and that is where you became first nominated for a Grammy. Mm -hmm. That's where you got your first Grammy. That's right. Hold on. Did I mention the fact that Adrian is an eight-time Grammy nominee? Damn. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. I know. It's eight more times than all of I us. I know. Seriously. <laughs> so right after the Black Pumas' first album dropped, they got nominated for Best New Artist, Best Rock Album, right? Uh, best... I don't remember exactly what they were. He laid this out, you know. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I'm serious. Like, yeah. I don't but, hey, but guess who he lost to that year? I mean... <laughs> Taylor Swift? No, well, someone, someone a little bit uh, less known, Billie Eilish. Oh, oh that's yeah, a good one to lose to. Yeah, though. no, it yeah. was a big year, and uh, yeah, we're actually there was a documentary on her. I don't know if y'all saw that, uh, and we come out in it because they show her at the Grammys, and we come out in the. That's awesome. Thing. But yeah, we lost to Billie Eilish. Yeah, I mean, that so. was the year that she cleaned house yeah. and won every award. Do you? And I know I I want you to be honest, okay? Because that's be what good. we're here for. Everyone always says it's an honor to be nominated. Were you, because at this point when you were at the Grammys with the Black Pumas, you'd already won. So you had that trophy on your shelf. Were you disappointed when they didn't say the Black Pumas, when they said Billie Eilish? Were you disappointed? Or were you like, you know what, it's just, it's really is cool to be a part of this company with all these people that I respect in the industry? When they didn't say our name, I was for sure disappointed. I mean, yeah, you can't help it. You right. Know, but um, after after you think about it and process it a little bit, you know, you definitely try to uh, look at the bright side that you're, you're in in the conversation and recognize for the work, you yeah. know, that... um. That you do so, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's disappointing when you're not when you're there and you're waiting and you put your suit on and you're you know got mm-hmm. ready all day long and had a drink, whatever did your whole thing and then you don't win. It's yeah. I think the people that know that uh, uh, you know about the Black Pumas know, but I think the performance and I remember it was a COVID year too mm-hmm. when you guys did Colors. You opened the show, mm-hmm. and that's when everybody recognized like, holy shit. These guys are for real like that. I'll never forget that performance because you guys were on stage with four other people, right? It was it was it was like a round robin thing. It was yeah. Harry Styles, Haim, oh. and um, I think it was just us three. The, the three of you, yeah. Haim, Harry Styles, and, and you us, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice stage to share. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you know. Harry's just standing over there watching oh, and Billy, you guys. And Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god! I didn't mean to. I wasn't trying to. <laughs> He's snub already her. forgotten who she <laughs> is. Since he didn't yeah, win. yeah, yeah. It's just a cool cut to look at these. All these performers, you know, they do their thing and then they stop and they watch the other people, and it's just cool to see them. And it's really cool to to watch them. I love it whenever artists sing along to other artists' mm-hmm. songs. For whatever reason, that gets me really excited. All right, so let's go back to the beginning of the black puma so you're already a well-respected producer uh instrumentalist i mean what you do is phenomenal and you had built these instrumental tracks and you're thinking man i need a singer i need a vocalist to lay down some music for this and you're trying to find somebody and some friends of yours say hey there's this dude that just moved here from california Mm -hmm. he's busking on uh south congress Mm -hmm. And he's got an incredible voice. And you guys exchange numbers. 
and then never reach out to each other, right? I reached out to him. It took him a couple weeks to get back to me. Couple weeks. Yeah. And then he finally called. I'll never forget exactly where I was driving on 35 um, and like kind of by uh, like getting heading north to like North Austin and uh, got a call from this guy and he is on speakerphone and he's like singing to me and his girlfriend was in the back. It was like total chaos, but it was beautiful energy. <laughs> it was like, it was, that was, I was like, that's the spark I need is this dude. And he was just, you know, he was calling me back finally singing over the tracks I sent him. And, and Oh, he was uh, singing yeah. over the tracks on the phone, on wow. speakerphone, like playing them at full volume and singing. And he's like, yo, sorry to me forever to get back to you. Whatever. So now did you send him the lyrics or was he no, singing no, his he, own? Lyrics? No, he was writing everything. And then, and originally that's how we started. But then, um, as we started to work in the studio more and stuff, he started to show me some of his older songs and colors was one of those. So I didn't, I didn't actually write colors. He had already written that song like 10 years ago. So he started to show me a lot of his songs. And I was like, wow. And they actually fit perfect with the stuff I was writing. So we put it all together. Nice. Now, you help compose colors or yeah, helped arrange it. Yeah, and arrange it. it. Yeah. So you still get credit for that and you'll yeah, get yeah, royalties on that. Yeah. 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 That's what's at. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to do something to get that paycheck, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he calls you. You love his energy. You hear his voice. What was it about him that made you go, this is the guy I've been looking for? Uh, you know, originally I had asked a lot of friends, um, literally around the world, producers and friends around the world in the music industry to recommend somebody. And they would send me people. I just, not, I don't know what it was. It, Eric has a spark to him for sure. And, mm -hmm. I, and I saw some videos. I didn't know he was a busker actually at the time. Um, I figured it out later, but saw some videos of him and I don't know, he just had a whole unique thing about him. And uh, the videos I saw were all him playing solo on a guitar. I actually loved the way he played guitar too. I loved the way he sang everything, just his energy. And you know, that was it. And he was the only guy I reached out to. But at the time you had no interest in putting together a group. No, that was not the idea. Right. Us. And we didn't even, we started recording in 2017. It wasn't until the end of 2017 that we both looked at each other and we were like, um, we should play these songs live. And it was that simple. It wasn't even like, hey, let's start a band and go on tour for five. It was really like, let's play. We were going to play for one month, every every a residency at Seaboys, like every Thursday and like just for fun. We were like, let's just do it just to hear these songs live. I kind of secretly knew that this was amazing, but I didn't want to get too excited. So, Okay, so you did the album. And when you did the album and released it, did you have any expectations? Uh, we've we've exceeded our expectations. Yeah, I did think it was good, and I felt we both felt confident about it. I, but I think it's like way beyond anything we could have dreamed. Yeah. Oh my God, it's unreal! And uh, there's a second one coming, October the twenty seventh. The brand new album Chronicles of a Diamond mm -hmm. drops, featuring the song that just came out called More Than a Love Song which is a beautiful song that he wrote as well, right? No, I, I uh, we wrote that one together. So I wrote the music and he wrote all the, the vocals and the lyrics. I'm already jaded not hearing it because that's a birthday of my ex-girlfriend in El Paso and she did me wrong, so. Uh-oh, <laughs> all right. We're going to change the date then. I'll, I'll hit up my manager. Because <laughs> life is more, more than a love song. It's more than a fantasy. tradition at our house every night my kids grab a book we read our book and then they choose a music video and we watch a music video and they're into the pumas right now because i introduced them and uh we watched that video and at the end my son says 
is that his real family? Because <laughs> it looks like mm-hmm. it is, but it's not. My dad asked me the same thing. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, it's not. No, they're all actors. No, yeah. All actors. Uh, man, what an incredible story. And the fact that you you guys really got that chemistry and, and nothing nothing like having huge success to uh, instantly uh, bond with somebody, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, that's exactly what happened. Then you guys popped off, and then now um, six Grammy nominations later, and millions and millions sold. And I think that Colors video is up to like 220 million views on YouTube. It's insane. Damn. Hey, speaking of bonding, you were talking about the Grammys earlier. Mm-hmm. And is that the first time that you met our Brad Booker at the Grammys? Who is a uh, you're a not you're a member of the Grammys? Is that because you're not a musician? Come on now. But you're a member, right? Is that why you were there? Yes, okay. I, I'm a member and I went to the Grammys. That's the first time you guys met. I was at the um, Grammys uh, after party and uh, I was standing at the bar and I look over and I see Adrian talking to some people. Did you know right away who he was? Uh, immediately. Nah, Cause nice. Because I, I, I'm such a big fan and uh, have so much respect for all, uh, his talent. And I told my best friend who I was there with, I was like, that's Adrian. He's in a group called the Black Pumas. I'm like, I got to sneak in and say hi to uh-huh. him. And um, I was waiting for him to stay because he was talking to people, you know, and I-, I Industry I, people. I, I don't like, <laughs> I, I hate that, you know, people button in and stuff. So I was waiting for an opening mm-hmm. so I can introduce myself. And um, uh, I was like, hey, Adrian, my name is Brad Booker. And I'm like, oh, shit, he knows who, who I am. And, and then- that was amazing when he told us that. It's like, you just never know in this city- like who listens? Yeah, you know what I'm saying if you would have told me that you, if someone would have said you'd listen to our show, I'd be like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> so I think, and I think I told you this that day. I th- we may have briefly met y'all. So we took the kids to go see y'all. Y'all did like a tape, a uh, broadcast from the domain one time. Yeah, like I mean, I don't like a can't be booked alive or something. Yeah, like okay. seven, eight years ago. Was at it the, a punch at the bowl? Bowling? So yes, bro, oh, you were there. You were there? We were there. And I think on the way out, we like said hi to y'all and just left. Yeah. Oh I'm telling God, y'all that buddy. we used to listen every morning. Our kids were obsessed and we saw dude, that y'all were doing that. We, we went over there. <laughs> that is so how, long, awesome. how many years ago was that? That like was, six? yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's that right. so, so awesome. So I think, I think on our way out, we like went and said hi to y'all real quick. On, so we that's may have so like- That's so crazy. Met, yeah. That's so awesome. I mean, yeah, again, we it's were like, there. Th- don't you love that about Austin? Just, yeah. you never know like who is who because mm-hmm. everyone's so chill. Like you could be at a bar and there's a billionaire sitting there, but you'd never know by their look because they're just chill like everyone else. So that's awesome. Thanks for listening. Aren't you amazed by how many people live in Austin. I mean, do you get hit up by other celebs that have moved here? And we'd be like, oh, I didn't realize you were in Austin. And Yeah, here and there. Yeah, there's some people like that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to say it. I know. I know. It's okay. We're good. <laughs> okay. L- l- let me talk about this real quick because I want to find out if you're pissed off about it. One of the biggest songs of the last year, hands down, huge number one hit, is Luke Combs' cover of Fast Car. Okay. A couple of years ago, you guys released your own mm-hmm. cover a fast car are you mad that he's getting all the love uh i mean mad is not the word but i'm kind of like you know our, our version was pretty damn good and signed <laughs> off and had the like tracy seal of approval but uh, oh you asked for yeah, her yeah, and really she loved it. Yeah, oh apparently wow. she loved it which is not i don't i think she's pretty selective about what she you know puts her stamp obviously i guess they had to clear it with her too but um yeah, whatever. Good for him. You know, <laughs> dude, that was so funny. Bro, not good I, for I, him. I can't even imagine like the first time you heard it, you're like, really, really? That was your reaction. I mm-hmm. bet. I've Did heard you th- hear it on the radio? No, I heard it in like a restaurant or a bar one time. Just ran, just like a couple few months ago, and right? Because it just came out. I think. Yeah, you, you were like, what's going on? Yeah, here? it was kind of surreal. I'm like, is that what? <laughs> yeah. Here's the Black Pumas version. You get a fast car. 
What are your thoughts on covers? Now, Luke Combs' version is virtually identical to yeah, Tracy Chapman's. Nothing version, different right? to it. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that that is the way to go about it, or do you think you have to put your own spin on it? I'm a fan of when people put their own spin on it. Yeah, you know, um, that one, that our version in particular, we recorded during uh, like early COVID, and we did it at my house, and it's pretty raw. Like that was a, a one take live. Wow, in one the take. Moment. Maybe two takes, but we didn't like go into a recording studio and spend a day doing it. We did that and like that's us exactly what we played because we were doing it for a live stream. We just recorded it and put it out. And uh, wow. I, to me, I believe it more when Eric sings it, put it that way. I'm not not knocking that guy. I don't right. I know it anything just, about it Luke Combs. comes but, from the soul. Yeah. Luke's got a good story about it. And I like his story. You know, he used to listen to it when he and his dad were in the truck. That was, mm-hmm. So he was driving with his dad in the truck. And that was where he was first introduced to the song. And he grew up. And that was the first song he learned to play on the guitar. Oh, cool. So, you know, it's just got a good backstory yeah, yeah. to it. But, um, Do but, you think yeah. that's the real backstory or the uh, record label uh, yeah, creating it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. want to. Yeah, not, not sliding. But I, I, I just don't like Eric's version better. <laughs> Eric uh, definitely yeah. sings it with some soul. And the video is in your house, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And um, that actually was on uh, Stephen Colbert's show. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what we taped it for. It was not a live stream. It was for Stephen Colbert. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's why it's got to be so frustrating to be an artist. Like when you were saying about being nominated for a Grammy and not winning, when you know your stuff is good or probably better and then they win or succeed, mm-hmm. oh, it's got to be frustrating. I think part of the, the conversation with the Luke Combs thing too is just like for a, it's it's a little more, uh, it's gotten a little more conversation because it's like a country artist doing this mm-hmm. this song, this you know, so I think that's that's part of the moment for him is like it's gotten, it's gotten more people talking, you know, than like, it seems maybe a little more like something we would do, but not something he would do. So, so the show, to him, man. Good the, him. the show this weekend uh, at the Long Center at Del Hall, is Jaguar Sound, mm-hmm. that's your album that you released, and you're going to have a lot of guests, um, musicians with you. Is it all instrumental? No. So they're, no. Um, So I did two albums that I recorded during the pandemic. With that one, which is instrumental, one called Boleros Psicodélicos. It's like psychedelic ballads, um, all in Spanish, and some of the vocalists from that. So we're doing a little hybrid set. So some of the vocalists from that are going to be coming in for the show as well. It's funny because although Alex is first-generation Mexican mm-hmm. and grew up spitting distance from... Uh, Juarez, he he has very choppy Spanish. <laughs> it's Tex-Mexy, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I can hold my own. So Spanish. can you can you sing a line from one of your no, songs? Man, you don't want to hear me singing. No, no, oh, no. Okay, G- give me the lyrics to one of your songs and see if Alex can tell me exactly what it is you're saying. Okay, I will say uh, mentiras con cariño. Uh, lies with something. Not <laughs> oh. Karina, but cariño. Uh, it's like. Care or like sweet lies, sweet lies, sweet yeah, yeah, lies. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay, okay. See, good, hey, Tex Mex. All right, I got half of it. All right, a little choppy. Hey, I got Adrian to help me out. Right, right. Right. You got, you had a, a little lifeline. So, so you bring in your friends, and then you you guys are going to perform. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this album is so it's a vibe yeah, and yeah. i want you to listen to jaguar sound and 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 and, re, and you're gonna figure out okay that's when i need to listen to this album you know when i hear this you know what it makes me think of i immediately think this is the soundtrack for a 
Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> Robert Rodriguez film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Do yeah, you, I get do, a lot of that, yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Do you know him, Rodriguez? Uh, I've met him, yeah, yeah, a few times, yeah. I think he would like, because uh, he was in a band, or he still is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I've played with him before. Have actually, you? Yeah. Is he a good musician? Yeah, he is. I've done um, the Texas Film Awards. I used to be a music director, and he he played guitar with us maybe once or twice. I had that album, Chicon, right? Mm-hmm. Chingon. Chingon. How, wait, what, what, how did I say? Chingon is, uh, you said Chicon. Ch- Chingon. Ch- Chingon. Chingon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, Chingon. Chicon is a street. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. Hey, you're there. Yeah, the, yeah. T- wait, was it, his album was called the... Uh, Texas Spaghetti Incident, I don't something along the, and and it was a really good. Vibe. It was from uh, Kill Bill, and um, I remember hearing that music, thinking I really liked that, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it was, and and I feel like Jaguar sounds kind of got a li- little reminiscent of that. Uh, but growing up, not in the Valley, uh, but in Laredo, mm-hmm. <laughs> close enough. Um, you were into kind of a a, a Mexican punk kind of vibe, right? I was kind of into like whatever was on MTV, kind of like a lot of hip hop and rock and roll, just kind of like I'm MTV generation. So just whatever I was getting on MTV, you know, was really what I was really into. I mean, around me was a lot of, uh, you know, Mexican music, cumbias and mariachi and all that stuff. But really, I was listening to what most teenage kids were listening to. So do you try to incorporate those two things? Yeah, I feel like everything. I was into a lot of like hip hop stuff and I, I feel like everything because it was like my formative years of listening to music and that was what I was listening to. Everything I do sort of has that filter to it, you know, like like in on these albums, on that Boletos album, which are supposed to be like ballads, I'm hearing it and wanting my head to nod like I would to a hip hop song. Uh-huh. So like, I think it's just ingrained in me that that's what I really was into. And then when I started playing guitar, I got into, you know, Nirvana, Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and all that stuff. So, Can I ask you a very personal question? Okay. Have you... Or would you ever make love to one of your songs? Bro. I'm just saying, like, that's say- so That's weird. a little weird. No, I don't think <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the heat of the moment. No, no. You're, the radio's on. All of a sudden, one of your songs comes on. Don't would you have to no, You'd have to stop. No. Yeah. <laughs> Change the channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so weird. Have you ever to his music? That that is so TMI. It's getting TMI I don't even know. Sure. <laughs> oh, you have speaking of, uh, you have the most phenomenal wife. I just absolutely adore her. She is Oh, thank you. Thank you. Incredible. She's always glowing and beaming and so supportive of you and I think that just that's got to make such a huge difference in, yeah, yeah. in in you know saying, "Okay, listen, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to and well, I mean, she's got to be pretty thrilled the fact that uh, uh, you know, we, we, you're doing very well, mm-hmm. very, very successful. Yeah, yeah. She's been, you know, she's been by my side. We've been together for 20 years. So, like, she's seeing a lot of ups and downs of me having to deliver pizza on the side while we're, like, in, in playing and touring with Grupo Fantasma, delivering food on the side at night and doing holding down all kinds of, like, random jobs back in the day. And, and uh, so she's, you know, obviously really happy that, that I'm on, like, a straight, uh, you know, good trajectory now with music. It's amazing, you know. Uh, what can you remember a show you did that had the fewest amount of people in the audience? Probably, I remember a few. I mean, early on, and like I remember a few shows where there was more bar, more bar staff than people in the audience. We'll put it that way. And were you still excited to do the show? Not super. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie, you know. And now, now That's you guys are on festival circuits where you literally will go from city all around the world to another city around the world and do a massive festival where you look out in the crowd, you're seeing tens, hundreds of thousands of people. 
Yeah, for sure. That, can't, com- can't complain. Yeah. That you have to be excited yeah, about. Absolutely. Every time, yeah. And before we let you go, I know a story about you that is so mind-blowing, and I hope you'll share it with us. Speaking of music festivals, you were at a music festival in uh, maybe Columbia, and you were opening for the Foo Fighters, and it was right then that they had an announcement on the screens. We had to make the announcement. That Taylor Hawkins had died? And you were responsible for making the announcement. Eric and I had to go on stage and tell the crowd. So t- what happened? It was one of the most intense days wow. of my entire life. Um, yeah, we were playing at this huge festival, and we were supposed to be, they were supposed to be the headliner. And we were in our green room and just waiting around. One of the festival guys comes in and says, hey, um, the Foo Fighters are like uh, pro- possibly going to be late. We're still trying to figure out what's going on. But you guys might have to start later or play longer. And we were like, okay. So we just didn't think much of that. And then came back again and then you could kind of feel the energy in the room where people were like shuffling around and there was a lot of chaos at this point we were already delayed like an hour and then I don't remember if I saw if we saw it on our, on Twitter like on our phone or somebody told us but yeah we they uh basically came in and the the mood was I mean we weren't we were backstage but there was a whole area backstage and the mood got really intense and somber and they basically came in and said um we would like for you all to go out and, you know, can you all play their their time slot and can you and Eric go tell the crowd? I mean, so like. And what was going through your mind at that time? Were you it, just. It was, it was just, I, it was totally surreal. So we had to get on stage, tell the crowd. Um, and half the people, it was just weird. It was like some people, you could kind of feel that some people, some people maybe thought it was a joke. Like it was just bizarre. It was a lot of people there. Yeah. We had to tell them and we had to play our show. And then afterwards, um, the festival quickly threw together a uh, like a video montage tribute and played Hero and all the big songs after. And we all just, I mean, the entire crowd stayed, like fo- cell phones and tears. And we wow. just sat there on stage watching it like you couldn't help but just like Unreal. Completely so different. not only did you have to break it to the crowd that, that you know, and I, take nothing away from you guys. I mean, I'm sure there were a lot of people excited to see you, but, you know, Foo Fighters were the headliner at this particular festival. So you had to tell these fans that that they were not going to play. Okay, you had to break that news, which I'm sure you were riddled with anxiety. And then you had to put on a great show and be happy and excited mm-hmm. and full of energy. Were they into it? Yeah, I think the show the show was pretty powerful. And, um, and uh, you know, have, them being able to pull together a little montage for him at the end was was unreal too yeah wow that has to be one of the craziest stories of your career that is one of the craziest nights of my entire life um i'll tell you the post the post uh postscript to all that so then we get off stage so that all happens yeah intense we're all in tears the whole thing ends finally like the crowd kind of starts leaving imagine like an acl sized crowd of Mm -hmm. people singing along to foo fighters and we get backstage and like we're all moved you know it was like really emotional and like sit down and kind of catch a breath look for my grab my go for where my phone was and i'm like oh that's weird i thought my phone was there and like check my bag i'm like that's crazy i thought i'd always leave my phone here and then i see everybody else starting to look around we got robbed while we were out there bro backstage everybody got robbed Almost everybody. Passports, like, photos. Passports, phones, et cetera. Everything. So after that, we come back in tears and we got robbed backstage. Well, that's a shitty That day. was one of the craziest wow. nights of my entire life. Unreal. And so we had a flight out the next morning. So they stayed up like all night trying to, in the morning, somehow we got some like diplomats and people. They got the festival, found us some people to get us like emergency passports and get out of there. Wow. So you guys never found your stuff? No. They, 
Wow. You got a phone right away, though. The the promoter actually bought us all new phones the next morning. He felt so bad and showed up to our hotel with everybody who got new iPhones. Unbelievable. That was a wild night. What a crazy story. Not to take away from the Taylor stuff, but just to tell you how crazy it is. Yeah, the whole thing just come full circle. And you don't realize how much. Your whole life revolves around oh, yeah. all the information Absolutely. on this phone you know, until you don't have it in your life. Oh, and then you, want know, then you want to know what the hell's going on right. Like, right after you get off stage and you can't, you mm-hmm. know, because everything's gone. I hope you're backed up to the cloud. <laughs> I was, yeah. Oh, I got better at that. Good, good, good. Jaguar Sound is the album, Adrian Casada, and the show is this Saturday, Del Hall at the Long Center. You can pre-order the new Black Pumas album right now. It's called Chronicles of a Diamond. It'll be out October 27th. Alex... This is ex-girlfriend's birthday. Yeah, right? yeah it's cool now. You, is cool. that what you're going to yeah, get? We're her? good with it. No, oh, okay. No. Hey, uh, shout out to your kids, by the way. Hey, I don't know if we you. mentioned them. You shout said they're 17 the and 13. That's yes. right. Yeah. So shout out to them. Uh, what are their shout names? Shout out Amelie and Marcel. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Adrian Casado. Thank you guys. It's a pleasure. You, you know what? I always say this: it's the good people that you root for, and not only are you mad talented, not only are, do we love your music, but. Uh, You're just an incredible human being. Hey, thank y'all. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for coming by. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 